so excited about my next guest. This is this is a little special for me because this is someone that I met many years ago while we were both working for Cerner in Kansas City. And I just love how life creates these intersections of connection and creation. And who would have thought seven years later, we're on similar paths to support people on their journey to transform their life both personally and professionally. Please welcome my dear friend, Rich Bracken. Rich is a keynote speaker, author, and fellow podcaster who focuses on emotional intelligence to help improve the personal and professional lives of everyone he meets. And he does. Through his lively personality, presentations, and many television appearances, he leverages the power of stories and influence to help people realize their full potential and find happiness in both their personal and professional life. He's had the privilege of speaking on numerous stages across the country and has been handpicked by notable companies and corporations to speak to their executive teams around the importance of emotional intelligence. Rich also hosts the informative and uplifting Enrich Your Soul podcast, which you will definitely have to check out. So please welcome Rich Bracken. Hello and welcome to the Katie Carlson Show, a podcast for real, raw, authentic conversations with today's magic makers, love creators, and game changers. I'm Katie Carlson, and I'm so excited to introduce you to real people, real talk, and real stories while embracing the beautiful chaos of life. All right, I think we're on. Okay, yay, here we go. (laughs) Happy Tuesday. So guys, I just want to say I'm super, super excited to have a dear friend of mine that I actually hadn't seen or really connected with in a while. Um, But we met about seven years ago when we were both working at Cerner, a great company in Kansas City. And um, we were both kind of on very different paths. And it's just so interesting to see how life, um, time, change, and how we really transform and and how paths can, you know, cross again. So um, I want you all to welcome Rich Bracken. He's an amazing soul. So Rich, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so grateful to have you. Okay, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, I couldn't be a bigger fan of you because I, I knew you had this energy back then. And it's awesome to see that things have changed in the right direction for you and that you're maximizing that. So I'm, I'm very thankful for you. And very oh, thankful I, I really, really appreciate that. And what you guys he's referring to. So actually Rich and I, this is kind of a funny story. So Rich and I met because he was doing some creative work for Cerner. And I think, what was I, be, what was I tasked to do? I think I was tasked to do some sort of like testimony. You were, you were tasked to explain some client interaction okay. uh, that you had. And it was, so it was, it was best tips on how to engage clients and how to really sell services and how to, how to just be you, but have the clients really fall in love with you. And I mean, of course, you know, perfect person to do that. Um, and, and I, I probably will finish your story apologetically, but unapologetically, because not only did you do a phenomenal job delivering content, you delivered the content for the best blooper reel that I have ever put together in my entire life. Um, and I think between your random comments, your facial expressions, and the fact that you could not stay oh in God. one spot, we were filming this. I mean, if I said once, I said a hundred times, Katie, move to your right. No, no, 
back to the no no you know you and you would talk and you would just kind of lean oh my god i know i don't it was so funny and even in the blooper reel oh you guys maybe i'll put that on facebook one day it's pretty funny um but it was i remember that where i was like oh hey maybe i should go here maybe i should go here maybe i'll do this and shift over (laughs) i was it was a pretty it was a pretty hilarious time but since then we got to know each other and um we've obviously both uh been in we've gone on different we've been in uh different paths and had many different Mm -hmm. um life experiences since then but we are both in this beautiful personal development growth mindset Mm -hmm. space now so rich tell everybody what you do and why why you're doing what you're doing and how you kind of got to this place Sure. So right now I'm really uh, head down on being an emotional intelligence speaker. I've been working with a lot of organizations, some large corporations, some Fortune 100 companies, uh, but also some associations that are hosting webinars for their staff, especially in the virtual environment that we're in now. Uh, But really what I do is I deliver emotional intelligence content to help their team, help their leaders, help their sales reps, help anybody in their organization to live better personal and professional lives. And emotional intelligence is hands down the most universal topic that I could ever imagine to pick. Uh, it was something that I studied, started studying about three years ago and really dove headfirst because of the universal applicability. Yeah. And what I think is so rewarding for me, because I, I like you, Katie, are, I'm very much a servant leader. I want to help. I want to improve people. I want to leave people better than I found them. And so when I do these webinars or I do these podcasts or I do, you know, keynote presentations in person when we had those, which seems like forever ago, (laughs) um, having somebody say, I had an aha moment and I've decided to make a change in my life because I deserve better. That to me is worth everything. And if it's one person that I don't care if I speak to 500 people and one person does that, they made, that is what I'm here for. Um, And I think you and I have that similar, that similar light, that similar energy mm-hmm. that we want to help, we want to serve, and we have the ability to do it. So for us to not do it would be robbing people of the ability to free themselves. And you and I talked earlier yeah. about giving people that permission to be who they are. And sometimes we just need to have the indication or the cue from somebody to say, hey, look, I'm not doing what I need to be doing for me. Now I have permission to live this different life. And, I, and then they go on this journey, which is everything in the world to me. Yeah, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. And thank you for doing what you're doing because I do believe, I know we were talking about this a little bit earlier, is that, you know, this time is such a crazy time right now, right? Everything's moving to virtual. We're, you know, we're not necessarily out and about like we used to be and going to sporting events or just events in general. And it, it's a different it's a different time. And I think it's a beautiful time for us to go inside ourselves, right? And and get to know ourselves a little bit better, right? And, and start to understand what's going on, right? What is our truth? Because, you know, I'm a big believer that we all come into this world, right? And it's to no one's fault, but there is a lot of conditioning that happens, right? As we, as we grow up, you know, from our parents, from society, um, you know, in school and all of these different things. And so we tack on all of this stuff, if you will. And I know that I found in a lot of people that I work with is that there comes this point in time, like, you know, sometimes upper 20s, like 30s, into the 40s, you know, male, female, it can always be different. But you start to get curious, like, why am I here? What, what am I doing here? There's something bigger at play. And there, there's always, there's a much bigger picture. So when you talk about emotional intelligence, how do you define emotional intelligence? So I define emotional intelligence, and I love, I love everything you said right there. And I'm, I've got 
a hamster wheel of ideas of responses yeah. coming back. <laughs> uh, but primarily emotional intelligence to me is a dance and it's a dance within yourself to understand your emotions and how you manage those emotions. But it's also the dance that you have with the world and with society and with other people because I always break it down into the self-awareness, self-management piece, which is really the introspection. Um, I always tell my audiences that, hey, you're not gonna come out of this zen and blissful and oblivious to, to anger and frustration. What I'm gonna do is teach you how to manage those emotions, good and bad. And so it's really understanding who you are and how you function and what triggers you and how you respond to those things. But then, that, so that's that internal dance. And then once you get really, really solid with that, then it's the dance with everybody else. Because as we know, and as you mentioned, you have all these influences between people that you work with, people that you're in a relationship with, you know, family, friends, society in general. Um, got, you know, add on social media and all the fun, you know, things that come with that. Yep. <laughs> and you're constantly bombarded with things that are going to trigger you, that are going to set you in a different mode and in a different mood. They're going to, you know, inflate different feelings within you. So how are you managing those? And then how are you responding and working with other people to, to help and serve them as well? Because it's not always about us. Yeah. Well, and it's that, it's that like intention versus reaction, right? Absolutely. And it's so, it's, you know, it's so easy to, to go to reaction, right? Because when we find, when we start to, you know, uncover these triggers, it's, that's like mm -hmm. the second nature, right? It's like that second right. nature that, that causes us to be reactionary. And then it's like this spiral, right? Like this is just constant mm -hmm. spiral or this hamster wheel, because then we beat ourselves up because we don't like the, for, you know, the reaction that we may have caused. Right. And so really right. like, I love what you said about managing that and really being able to understand that because I also think our triggers are beautiful pathways, mm -hmm. right. To understanding a little bit more about who we are. Right. Well, and, and triggers, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw a little retro uh, notation here that I always use triggers as kind of like the old choose your own adventure books. Like you get to a certain point and that trigger says, okay, do you want to go this way or do you want to go this way? Yeah. So you, do you want to either maintain your composure and listen, ask questions, do better and understand more? And not to say that you have to agree, because I think agreeing to disagree is one of the most powerful things you can possibly do, especially in today's culture where we're so quick to cancel each other yeah. if we don't agree. Or do you want to go this path and shut down, react poorly, don't listen, don't ask questions, and just take things at face value when you could be learning more about the other person, another perspective, or yourself. Yeah. And so it's really up to you to determine you know, what page you want to skip to in the book based on the, the, the trigger path that you choose. Yeah. But I agree, even in the times where you pick a trigger path, that may seem rough at first, there have been some beautiful discoveries that I have had personally and that I have coached others through where it's, you know, you're going to have to go through some garbage and some hell to get to the really good stuff. And you, it's not good. It's easy to, to, to pick the path that doesn't go through there. You know, the least resistance path, but sometimes that, that trickier path winds up having a more beautiful destination. Yeah. Because we, we grow through it, right? Agreed. We, we grow through what we go through. Mm, exactly. And you know, I, I always say this, like the darkest hours just before the dawn exactly. and it's true, yep. you know? So, so Rich, I'm curious for someone that, you know, is maybe, you know, beginning this path of understanding their emotions. How do you, how, how do you, how do you start to understand your emotions? Like, what does it take? What do you do? Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, the, the biggest thing is that you have to understand that you're going to find fault in yourself, which we never want to find, right? We all want to imagine that we're perfect and we just kind of 
we push all the faults aside. Like you didn't see any of that. That's just you know just ignore that. And you're kicking the kicking the stuff under the under the sofa and whatnot. But first of all, you've got to understand that it's gonna it's gonna take a big reality check for you um, because we all go through that. Especially the more influence we take in, we put our own emotions and our thoughts aside. And so once you start peeling that back, you're gonna you're gonna pull back some raw things. You're gonna understand some core things that you've not dealt with in a while because you've just been too busy people pleasing. Um, so it's checking your ego is first of all, you know, and I think the biggest aha moment and the one thing that I always have people start with is doing a journal, doing a daily journal. And, and it's, and it's everything from your personal experiences, your professional experiences, just your interactions, um, things that you're seeing. And it sounds very tedious and, you know, frankly it is because you're really keeping track of everything. It's kind of like keeping a food journal. If you're trying to lose weight, you got to track every little thing that's going on. So if you think about, okay, if I, if I get up in the morning and I have coffee, what feeling does it give me? This is what it does. And identify the trigger and your response. And so at the end of the day, if you go back and review that, if you've been accurately tracking it, you'll find things that you don't even think about when you go back and reread it. Because you know, a lot of times when I either do a podcast or I do a journal, I'll go back and reread or re-listen. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I said that at the time. And I hear it in a different way. So if I then say, oh, I wound up starting to stress out, like I found out that I was stressing on Thursdays because I had certain meetings on Thursdays. And okay, why is that? Okay, well, this is the meeting that, that goes on. Who's involved? Why am I stressing out about it? And I started uncovering things. And then once you understand those, going at it a different way, practicing a different reaction to it is empowering beyond comprehension and description because you take the power back of your emotions. And it's like taking, taking the keys back for, you know, to your car, taking the wheel back and in, in, in determining your own journey. It's so, it, you feel like you feel lighter, you feel more empowered, you feel cleaner in turn. It just feels better because you're not letting people take up real estate in your mind and in your heart. And so you're taking that power back. And it's, again, start that journal. Like again, check your ego, start that journal, track the, track the triggers and the responses and then go back and revisit them. And it's amazing the aha moments you wind up having. Yeah, I love that. And it's so funny that you mentioned that because literally just this morning I was talking to someone else about um, the importance of journaling. Because again, it's at the end of the day, it's just energy, right? And it's and it's beautiful. It can give you beautiful insights. And when you start to journal, uh, you know, Brene Brown talks about this in Rising Strong. She calls it the shitty first draft. Mm-hmm. The SFD, SFD. It's like when you wake up in the morning, write, get out, get out, whatever energy is there, whatever you need to write out, just write it out, get it out on paper. It's just energy. But there's so many beautiful insights if you, in a non-judgmental space, right? Like in a non-judgmental way, like looking at this and seeing this, but it's just, it's so powerful because it's just energy and it's looking for an outlet. Yes. It's looking yes. for an outlet. Yeah. Especially first thing in the morning too, because you may wake up feeling a certain way. And if you don't let it out, it's going to drain you. It's kind of like that, that, that small little pin needle hole in a balloon that just, it's slowly pulling the energy out in the air out. And at the end of the day, if you don't deal with it, if you don't patch that up, you're going to be deflated. And you're, there have been, we've all been through that. When we get to the end of the day, I'm like, I don't know why I'm so exhausted mentally and physically. It's because you've not dealt with your own crap. You've not dealt with the emotions that have been draining your, your fuel all day long. And it's been a slow leak. And it, when you address those things, and I love her approach, and I love that you brought it up. When you address those things in the front end, you say, okay, it's all out. I'm good. I'm good. It's kind of like a, a, a first morning cleanse. 
just yeah. get it out. Clear the slate, you yep. know, prime yourself for the day. Tony Robbins yes. talks about this a lot and priming yourself because we, you know, you got to prime the pump, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to prime right. your life. And, you know, there's a lot of beautiful practices. You know, I talk about journaling, there's meditation, mm-hmm. um, different forms of breath work and things like that. And, you know, it's so important to, you know, get curious. I think that's one of the biggest things is like for anyone that's listening to this and, you know, just kind of curious about, you know, your own emotions or why you feel a certain way. Cause I think a lot of times it just feels, you know, you'll start to feel like kind of that pit in your stomach or that pit in your gut. And you're like, I don't know why I don't feel great, but I just don't feel great. You know, and sometimes people don't realize how great you can feel and it can just be a shift right. in mindset, right. a shift in perspective, a shift in your physiology, a shift in your focus, yes. a shift in your language. You yep. know, there's so much power that can happen. And by doing that, you take your power back. Mm-hmm. You take your power back. Yeah. And meditation, and I'm glad you brought that up too. Meditation is my go-to. Um, I do it first thing in the morning, last thing at night. And the first thing I, I focus on right before I settle in is what do I need? And just, and just let it go from there. And I just let the thoughts flow. I let the words fly around in my head. I let the emotions kind of swirl around. And at some point, something will come very crystal clear. It's almost kind of like shaking up the old magic eight ball, like that, that little cube kind of emerges from the murky. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. In that thing. And it's Definitely. like, you will absolutely suck today if you don't deal with this. You know, it's, it's, it gives me that indication, but it also sets forth a really good path for me. And if I say, you know what, I'm going to need more self-care today because I feel heavy or I feel just weighted on something's going on and I need to be very mindful of that. Because how many times do we just get through the day and we just plow or like, I just got to get through this and I'm just going to ignore things and I'm just going to keep my head down and plow through my calendar and plow through my emails and plow through everything. At the end of the day, like I felt like I was running on a mental treadmill all day long. And when I understand that those days are going to happen and say, okay, I need to protect myself. I need to protect my energy. I need to really keep my reserves handy. I'll cancel meetings, certain meetings that I know that are going to suck my time or that aren't as important to me as, as I you know, have made them previously. I'll shift things because I have to take care of myself. If I'm at, if I'm not at my best, I'm not at my best for everybody. Else. Yeah. Put your oxygen mask on first. Yes, exactly. You know, we, it's, it's so easy to like go to work, do the thing, get all the grind, you know, get all that energy out. And then you come home and it's like, then your family gets the rest of you. Like, that's not fair. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, that's not, that's, that's not what you want. Right. Heroes are not ones that burn themselves out. That's not the way. Yeah. You do it. Yes, you need to serve. Yes, you need to be there. Yes, you need to do your things. But heroes, heroes take care of themselves. And that sounds yeah. almost oxymoron. No, I love that. Right, but it's I true. Love that. It's true. Yeah. And, and again, like I, I have seen some wonderful people just go head first into the ground because they don't do that. And it's also, I think, we've also gotten into a culture too where that self care or taking care of myself or you know spending time on myself or replenishing myself. Some people will see, oh, that's, that's very selfish or no, it's not. It's absolutely not because I'm not going to be, like I said, I'm not going to be any good to anybody if I'm depleted myself. I will be giving you my fumes and I, that's not who I am and nor do you deserve that for me to serve you properly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I know um, from speaking like when I, many years ago, even when you first knew me, um, mm-hmm. I was not very good at the self-care, you know, and I think you probably knew that because I was traveling all the time and I was all over everywhere, and I was loving it. I absolutely loved it, but I was looking outside. I had all this, like, I was looking outside of myself for all this external validation, 
when I went in and I realized like, no, it's, it's, you have to go inside everything that you need to, to meet life, to meet these different opportunities, situations, problems is within you. Right. And you've got to take care of the temple that you're in. And, it, and that's, and that's, that's mentally, it's physically, it's spiritually, it's all those different components. Agree. And I have seen more people since the quarantine has hit bottom out because they look at that, that external validation and whether it's, I need to be in these meetings that I feel important in, or I need to be getting validation back from clients, or I need to be on planes because that makes me feel important. A lot of those psychological, you know, those, those, those things. They're anchors. They, people They're need. psychological right. yeah. anchors. Yeah. They don't have them. And so, yeah. okay, wait, you're telling me that I have to sit in my house with myself. What am I going to do now? Like, <laughs> like I, yeah. I don't want to have lunch with myself every single day. No, that's, yeah. but that's, but I think that is where, and you said it earlier, that is where people have really maximized this, the silver lining in this whole pandemic and the silver lining in all of these problems is if you can take time to really focus in on you and find that inner validation, you don't need the external validation as much, if at all. Mm. And that is power. That That's is self-assurance. And that is the, the, the almost unattainable wealth that so many try to find externally. It is right there. And if they can take the time to do that, it's, they, will know, they will know happiness beyond any dollar, any status, any title, any anything. So it, it, that's what's most important. That's really beautiful. So as we're talking all about this and understanding those, those different types of emotions, I mean, life is going to happen, right? So what happens when life happens, right? The life will happen. What do you do? What do you do to, you know, check your, check yourself and, and redirect? What do you do? Sure. And, and I've, I've talked about this numerous times with, with different uh, organizations that I've pr presented to both from the sense of people that have been, you know, that have been furloughed or lost their jobs in this scenario to people that are dealing with death. You know, a lot of people have been dealing with deaths of, you know, nor like it's not just COVID. It's not the only cause of death anymore. Right. <laughs> other deaths are still going on. Still so I've happening. been dealing with exactly, you know, other illnesses are still going on. So I've been helping people that have been dealing with all kinds of grief as well. And what I always say is that you should, you need to acknowledge the emotion because again, we have this internal feeling that we always have to be fine. And we have to be strong and we have to, you know, especially men, men battle with this more than, than women do because we just feel like we have to be macho and strong and we can't show vulnerability and we can't show sensitivity and we can't show those things. Um, but I think on the whole, our society has really gotten to a point where we don't want to show weakness and therein lies the problem. You have to acknowledge the emotion. You have to let the emotion in. You have to validate it for what it is. Um, because those that ignore those feelings or that are trying to shift blame or trying to do things that are, that are not helpful to themselves are really going to suffer in the long term. And so I tell people, understand the emotion. Like I worked with a, a client the other day that, was, that had been furloughed. And I said, you know, this is not your fault. This is not, you know, yes, it sucks. And yes, it's unfortunate. And yes, it's, there's, there is a problem that needs to be dealt with. But the emotion needs to be understood that it is not your fault, that you did not do anything proactively to deserve this. This is just truly a business decision. Now, what you do with that emotion is up to you because there are people that I've worked with too. They're like, woe is me. You know, the world's coming to an end. I can't do anything about it. And I'm like, the hell you can't. You know, I have, I have worked with several people that have been, that have been laid off or furloughed that are like, I, there's no jobs. The jobs report is so bad. I'm like, you can go on LinkedIn for two and a half seconds and find that there are tons of jobs still out there. So 
again, deal with your emotion, be a little bit logical about it, understand that some things are in your control and some things aren't, but at the end of the day, your, val your emotions are valid, but sit in them long enough to, re to recognize them, but then figure out what you need to do to get back to where you need to be. And I'm not saying that you, you know, everybody's gonna have a different response to things, but at the end of the day, get yourself back up on your feet. But also understand that being vulnerable and being sensitive in a time like this is your best friend. So the minute you show vulnerability, people are there to help. People wanna help other people. We don't wanna see our friends and our loved ones down on the ground. We wanna help. But if you're just going like, oh, I'm just, I'm fine. You know, this doesn't bother me at all. Like, I mean, that you're not, you're not screaming for assistance, which we all should be in times of trouble. Um, but again, it's, it's understanding your emotions and how you're managing those and really understanding that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be depressed. It's okay because those things are going to happen. You're going to have those feelings whether you like it or not. Acknowledge them, let them in, give them permission, and then move on and try to figure out what you need to do next. Because there are there is always a way to solve a problem. There's always a possibility. There's always an opportunity always. out of out of it all. It's you know, I always say, um, feel the feels, right? We have to feel it to heal it. Right. Feel your sadness, feel your frustration, feel your anger, and then also recognize that you have a choice. Right. Right? On how you choose to show up. Right. And you know, I think it's it's really empowering when you allow yourself to to actually feel that way. I mean, I know I was telling you this before we started recording that, um, you know, at the beginning of this, I mean, I literally this this whole quarantine COVID has been such an incredible, interesting, beautiful roller coaster of highs and lows. And I'm very honest. I mean, you know, I'm this is me. This is I am showing up who I am and in all of the faces and you know, one of the things I've learned through this is like, I found myself like early on in the quarantine, probably like back in like March, there was a lot of things that were going to going on in my world. And I, I found, I don't get angry. Like anger hasn't been a thing for me in a long time. Like I just anger, it just hasn't been a thing. Um, it's just an emotion that I haven't experienced in a while. And it was right before Easter because I was upset that I couldn't go see my family and they're 20 minutes away. And I'm like living by myself. Like it was just, it was a very hard thing for me to like go through. And as I was processing those, that emotion and that feeling, I was also judging myself through it. I was judging myself because I was like, why are you angry? Katie, you know better than this. You've done oh. all this work. Like, you know, I was, and I was judging myself. And then I, I caught myself and I said, you know what, Katie, hang on a second. What if, what if you loved the anger? What if you loved the frustration and as soon as I did that right. it went away right it went away right because you respected the emotion you let it be what it was I, right I let it be what it was and then I and I loved it for what it was mm -hmm. because it gave me some really beautiful insights into understanding you know how I was how I was handling a lot of this right, right. I was also I was missing my family mm -hmm. you know I missed the fact that I mean I, my nephew he turned five I think it was yeah turned five right before Easter and my sister did this whole like drive-by car thing and mm -hmm. you know like but I was distancing from them and it was just like no I want like I need to go squeeze my nephews like they're the light of my life like right. and I was angry that I that I couldn't go and do that right you know um and it gave me a beautiful insight too and in understanding that like yes it doesn't matter what the emotion is 
mm-hmm. right? Acknowledge it for what it is and own it. Take responsibility for it. It's not about these external things that are coming, you know, oh, I can't do this. No, just own it. Right. Acknowledge it, release, and then allow it to, you know, let go. Just let right. go. Yeah. And love it. Love it away. You can love it away. Absolutely. And, and yeah, as, as I shared with you as well, you know, that I've, I've had just short of half a dozen times where the bottom has fallen out on me since March. And the first time I remember very clearly because, you know, this happened and we're all like, what, what the hell is going on? What is this thing? Well, who, you know, it's, it's, it's coming in from the coasts and it's squeezing into the, you know, and, and it was just, you know, I, and I hate, you know, the word unprecedented has now fallen on my list of cliche terms that I wish would go away. Um, but it is an unprecedented time. It and is. so there were, there were all these question marks and uncertainty and fear and what's going on. And yes, I love my home office and I love my home, but how long am I going to be here? And there was no timeline. There was so much uncertainty that I just, I internally panicked, but I, I threw on that fight or flight mentality. I'm like, okay, I'm going to fight through this. And so I stayed busy and I did the things and I was up, you know, up early in the morning and up late at night trying to figure things out and trying to work through things. And then there was one night, thanks to, thanks to some all back that I fell apart and I just lost it. I sobbed my hardest. And there was, and it's, it's funny cause I, I, in hindsight, I laugh at myself because the very next day it made me think of a scene um, from the comedian Dane Cook uh, where he did a, he did a bit about um, that sometimes you just need to have a good cry. And he talks about how he's holding onto the couch on one knee and he's saying, I did my best. I did my best. (laughs) And I felt like that because we are, we're all doing our best and it's okay not to be perfect. It's okay to fall short. It's okay to have these emotions. It's okay to be scared to your point. Like it's okay to be frustrated. And it's when we think, ah, I can't feel that I got to do something else that we drive ourselves nuts. Yeah. And that I love that. Love it, love it and leave it. I love, yeah. I'm going to start using that now. So I'll, I'll, I'll give yeah. you credit and, and royalties whenever <laughs> I do. Um, but I just think that that is so valid to say, hey, I'm not, because again, that, and that self-realization in my puddle of tears on the floor, I realized I'm not dealing with this. I'm not acknowledging what's going on with me. And I was, I was scared for myself, scared for my family, scared for my, my community, scared for every, like it was terrifying. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is why I feel this way. And once I validated, acknowledged and dealt with it, it was different. Yeah, I still stumbled a couple times along the way, but I mean, who's not in this time? Yeah. So we're I, growing I through it all, you know, exactly. like exactly we, we, we grow, we're, we're growing through all the things that we, that we go through. And, yes. you know, oftentimes it's the breakdowns that give us the breakthroughs. Right. Right. It's we have like we have to break down to break through, Um, you know, and it's not. And we're not. And here's the thing. Nobody's broken. No, you know, nobody's broken. It's not about fixing or anything like that. It's just I I believe that a lot of times when, you know, we start feeling the pressure or feeling the tension. And and I, I mean, I always tell people like a lot of my clients, like the tension in your body, especially with women, women feel it pretty quickly, but is when you start to feel that tension in your body, just take a deep breath. And I mean, just even just taking a deep breath, doing some diaphragmic breathing can release a lot of that energy and a lot of that tension and that feeling and emotion. Right. And, you know, and when we do that, we we're rising to another level. 
right? Like these, these, these different pressures. And one of my really good friends, um, uh, in the Tony Robbins world, his name's Tony Rodriguez, actually. Um, he always talks about, um, he actually, it's going to be the title of his book. Uh, but his like whole shtick is around getting up and growing. You got to get up and grow always. You got to get up and grow. You know, you get knocked down seven times, get up eight, you got to get up and grow. And what's really fascinating is whatever you believe in God, universe, infinite intelligence, whatever it is, there's going to be, we're going to be tested, right? Because we're going to be asked to go to a higher level because the more that we grow, the more we can serve at a, at a greater capacity and serve others and, and really, you know, allow that. So there is no, there is no like stopping there, but you're going to be tested, right? And, and we're building a muscle. It's about building that muscle. You know, we've, we've been conditioned and, you know, brought up a certain way and there's all this conditioning, but you also have to realize that there's some internal muscles that we've got to flex too. And that's why I love what you're doing around emotional intelligence. And like, it's really about building that emotional muscle. Right. Well, and it's, it's realizing that you've, you've survived a hundred percent of the things that you've gone through. <laughs> And, and, yeah. and I think between and giving yourself a pat on the back exactly. for that too, right? Yeah. I mean, give yourself <laughs> some grace that. and credit. Reinforce it. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, and, and two, I firmly believe, and it's on varied levels because you're going to be, to your point, you're going to be tested and challenged in different ways. You're never yeah. given anything that you can't overcome. Right. It may take more time. It may take more effort. It may take more introspection. It may take more brute, you know, brutal honesty. Mm-hmm. But you are never, ever given something that you can't overcome, ever. And yeah. anybody that challenges that, I say, look back on the last thing you didn't think you could get through. Look back mm-hmm. on the last thing that you were really dark about. You're here now, and that's all that matters because you got through it. Yeah. So and you got to celebrate that. I think that's, that's oh, to your point, too. It's like you got to celebrate that because what we reinforce is how we show up. Mm-hmm. Right. And so by reinforcing and, you know, celebrating, even celebrating the little things like right. jo- I don't know if you're familiar with Joseph McClendon, the third, but he's one of um, Tony Robbins partners and he's amazing. But he and he talks about you should celebrate going to the bathroom when you're a little kid. Do you celebrate when you go to, <laughs> when you go to the bathroom? Yes, you do. Absolutely. Next time you go to the bathroom celebrate that because the more that you can truly the more that you condition yourself and celebrate yourself and it's not cocky it's not arrogant right celebrate it right because that's you're going to start drawing it and you just raise your overall vibrational energy right exactly i i and i'm laughing because i've between two sons and i know how i've celebrated when they were when they were on a roll right right and so right. you know i will i will definitely be walking through the house with my hands in the air like yes, yes. Yes, yes, we did it. Look at me go. Yes. yes. But again, it's true. You know, like air high fives. Right. I and mean, there's all these things that, you know, and you got to reinforce that. Um, there's always possibilities. And so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I know we're kind of coming up on our time here. Yeah. And I just thank you so much for being oh, here. I do I have some questions you. that I would yeah. love to ask you. Bring them on. So. Everybody that I have on here, I ask them the same questions um, because it's just kind of fun to get to know people in a little bit of a different light. So I know, you know, and being in the personal development and, you know, self-improvement space, mm-hmm. we're a bunch of readers, right? We read lots of books. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, what book has influenced you the most and why? Uh, the Four Agreements by far. Uh, the Four Agreements. And I know that it's, it's a, you know, obviously a very popular book. And I think I've probably bought at least a dozen and a half copies for friends and clients. Mm-hmm. Um, the Four Agreements set me on a whole different path. And it, it empowered me beyond description. And it is, it's the reason that I'm here today. 
Um, and so I, I truly, I, I would love to give Don Miguel Ruiz all my gratitude um, because he, that, that book in itself transformed me. Um, yeah. And then, you know, subsequently Mastery of Love is another one that, that did wonders for me, but The Four Agreements by far is, is the book yeah. that, that just changed everything for me. That just gave me chills. I love, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And I think we all have that like kind of pivotal book that's like really had, yeah. really had a, an impact. Um, okay. So this is kind of in a totally different realm. If you could do anything you wanted to tonight and money was no option or like it wasn't an, like any sort of roadblock anywhere financially, nothing, um, nor there weren't any like travel bans or anything like that. What would you do if you could do anything you wanted to tonight? What would you do and why? I would. Um, I think this, this will be the most random answer you probably ever have in your show, hopefully. Um, I would love to sit down. With, <laughs> I don't know. I've had some interesting I, ones. This will be a doozy. <laughs> this will be up. I'm giving you a top fiver right here. Um, okay. I, love I would sit down with Drew Carey and have a glass of champagne and thank him for giving me the hosting reins of the prices. That would be my number one thing. <laughs> Like that with, with all oh my God, obstacles I love out of the that. way, that is it. Because that, I love that, that has been my lifelong dream job. And even when Bob Barker announced his retirement, I contacted the production company to ask them for an audition. No joke. Like true story. That's amazing. And they said, they were like, nobody has called us about this. This is pretty fantastic. They already had like five celebrities lined up for this. They were in contract yeah. negotiations. I was like, ah. They said, but, you know, hey, that's awesome that you even took the chance to reach out to us. Um, that is. Yeah, but like that, that is by far my dream job. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> I had no idea. That's real. Yeah, yeah. You've probably taken the cake on that one. That one's really good. Um, that's so fascinating. Well, you know, who knows? Right. Who, it, who knows? A little bubbly with Drew Carey. Yeah, I love it. I like it. it. I love it. Okay. If you had the opportunity to meet one person that you have not met person could be passed on or they could be alive mm -hmm. who would it be and why um oh there's there i mean there's such a list i think and and because i'm based in minneapolis it's hard for me not to say this i would love to sit down with prince i i just i find him so fascinating i've been a lifelong fan of him and i think he just has he has that thing right he he had that thing that and he still to me he still has it that just it, it's a blend of that confidence in the mystery and the talent and the ability but also the care like i've heard so many stories about things that he's done uh, you know, under the radar nobody knows about it but it's you know he's done donations and different philanthropical things and he's just a he's just to me he's a he's an anomaly in a lot of ways to me and that's why i think i just appreciate him so much and i've, I'm, I've always been such a big fan of him um, so that was, you know, there have been a couple of celebrity passings that have really rocked my world. That was, that was one of the top, if not the top. So I think, I think Prince would be fun. And, you know, even if it's, you know, we sit down and play basketball and have pancakes like Dave Chappelle or, or um, Charlie Murphy did. Um, I'm good with that too. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and I love what you say about that because um, I think the, such a beautiful thing about Prince is that he was himself. Oh yeah unapologetically right? yeah like unapologetically himself and you know i think when we bring forth that authenticity it's just it's it's magic and it's so oh, powerful gosh. yeah and I, yeah. we don't realize it well and, it, and i think that's the one thing that we that we truly rob ourselves and rob other people with the time that we spend trying to be something else or something that we're not or somebody that we're not 
we're not allowing people to connect with the true us. And I think that was where he was so powerful is that he just, you know, whether it was just putting out really good talented music or showing up on stage and on MTV with his, his butt cheeks hanging out of the back of his outfit. If you ever saw that, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an MTV kid, but yeah. unapo unapologetically, like he was just who he was, take it or leave it. He didn't care. And yeah. that's why he became legendary. And that's why he still will always be legendary. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. Okay. Shifting gears a bit again. Um, so you're stuck on a deserted island and you can only take three things. What would they be? Um, and then why? I mean, the easy answer is a boat. Um, <laughs> um, You'd be surprised at some of the answers that I get with this question. I know, they're like, it's pretty uh, I really would like a, a, a Swiss Army knife and this. I'm like, give me a boat. <laughs> give, yeah. give me a boat and a hat and, and two oars and I'm good. No, I think, um, you know. If, and a volleyball maybe, Exactly, right? you know, you know volley, yeah, I'm spotting. Um, <laughs> I, I want to I make sure that I have some options of, of, of this deserted island thing. But I think if, if a boat weren't an option, um, I think a water filtration system for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think a how to fish book for me or how to hunt book for me would be great. Um, and, and maybe that book doubles as a uh, how to identify oh, poisonous awesome. plants, right? Because <laughs> I am legit <laughs> the worst outdoors person ever. I'd be like, oh, that berry looks great. It would be uh, the one that like explodes inside of you and kills you. I'm like, oh, that was a short ago. So, yeah. Um, Oh gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you don't trust me. If if you so let's hope that that doesn't if happen. Anybody pick, if anybody, if any, the question ever comes up to anybody, say who would you want to be stuck on a deserted island with to survive? I better not be now. I better not be named by anybody because you'll get killed with me. Like I will do something dumb. I will pick the wrong oh, leaf or berry or something. We're doomed. Like don't don't you don't want that's... me. Hey, but you know what? You know what the most beautiful part about this is is that you acknowledge it. Right, exactly. you're owning this. Exactly. You're owning this lack of survival. Now, I will throw the baddest party for you when you get off that island, and I will make sure that you that will, and you'll DJ. Right, exactly. My, yes, my former DJ, DJ life, oh, I'll bring man. that out. Yes. But man, alive, oh, man. I, would, I would be screwed if I got on a deserted island. Like, I'm just, <laughs> no hope for me there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. That's that's incredible. Um, oh, thank you for that. That was a really good laugh. Um, okay, so... Next, this is the last, well, kind of the last question-ish. When and where were you the happiest in your life? Um, I have to say the the birth of my sons. Um, that that to me is, I mean, it, it's the most beautiful experience in the entire world. Um, and I think it's 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 crazy. It's it's just crazy in a lot of ways. But at the same time, like I remember, I'll I'll never ever forget the first moment my son looked at me. And when you make eye contact, it's just like, it's like, I mean, it's, it is, it's, I mean, when you, when you see all these movies that something like somebody like touches with a magic wand or something like that, and just things are different, it is that way. And you do, you feel your heart open up a little bit more and there's just like, okay, there's gonna be, need to be more room in here. And, and you know, there's like a, a few things that need to go while we're cleaning out. Um, but it is, it is truly the most magical moment of, of, of my life and I'll never experience anything like that. So that has to be the happiest I've ever been. That's amazing. Well, your sons and your wife are very lucky to have you. Well, thank you. Very, very thank lucky you. to have you.
that the jury's out on that on a day-to-day basis. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I will own we're that all, as well. We're all human, right? We're all right. human. Right. We, I mean, we, it's not about perfection. It's about it's about being true to who we are, right? right. I, and owning I it sure. and owning it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Um, okay, so how can people get in touch with you? Um, you know, they follow you. Tell us, how, how can people get in touch with you? Sure. The easiest way to find any and every way to, to get in touch with me is at richbracken.com. Awesome. Uh, all my social media handles are there. Uh, my podcast is there, the Enrich Your Soul podcast. I've got all my television appearances and everything else on there as well. Um, and all the information about my keynotes. So richbracken.com is, is the hub for all things Rich Bracken. I love it. Yes, that's perfect. Okay. <laughs> I, may have to drop, I may have to drop your bloopers video on there to, to drive... <laughs> to drive more uh, traffic because it oh is my gosh it's pretty for all hilarious. the listeners and anybody who knows you it is it is pure <laughs> pure video gold it's like it pretty is hilarious but it's phenomenal i mean let's don't sell that short you better own it. it's the funniest damn thing i've ever seen in my oh entire oh my gosh it was, well and yeah i don't know how you com- compiled that so beautifully but it was it was pretty funny because i mean how many takes was that uh, a lot yeah, it was a lot. I mean, I remember it, it we had to back and forth. It was a and lot. It was, yeah, it was the, a and lot. The, and and it, it brings to it brings to memory the the fact that we went so many takes and went so long that we were trying to squeeze it in before the lunch rush because the area that we were shooting. And I think one of my favorite lines in the entire thing was that you know people were walking by to the to the common eating area, and you were like, "Can you just tell everybody that we're shooting a video?" And they just shut up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, hundreds of people are going to shut up because we're shooting a marketing video. Let's see how well that works. Like, nah. I know. Well, you know, when there's a will, there's a way, right? Exactly. It never hurts to ask. Excuse me, everybody. Can you please be quiet? Katie's trying to talk and stay still in the same spot. That'd be great. (laughs) Like, I just kept moving. I don't know why. But you know what? As I've been learning more about like body language and things like that, it's actually, it's just, it's a beautiful gift to be able to move your body. It is, unless you're the videographer shooting you in a video. (laughs) I I respect it about you. I'm like, uh, uh, I was, you know, people are getting in motion sick trying to watch this this marketing video. Oh, so good! Oh, makes me laugh. Oh my god, my cheeks hurt. That was so good. Um, well, okay, one last question, and then yes. we're gonna close this out. So, if you were gonna leave these beautiful viewers, listeners, with one piece of advice, just mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. what would it be? Oh, such a pressure moment. Um, I would say just give yourself grace be you and give yourself grace. Um, we're all, we're all imperfect, beautiful creatures. And that is what makes us beautiful is that we are all flawed. We all are going to make mistakes. We're all going to challenge ourselves and fall short, but we're also going to pick ourselves up and to be great. And we're going to do great things. Um, but really just give yourself grace and be you because that's what we need. We need that. We need the flawed, imperfect, beautiful version of you. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I absolutely love that. Well, thank you again for being here. It's been thank such you. an honor and I've just loved catching up with you. It's so great um, that these, that our paths have crossed this way and I'd love to have you on again. And I would love to have you on mine. So we're going to have- I can't wait. And hey, maybe we just, let's just start a TV show. Let's just do- <laughs> I think the Rich and Katie show. Let's do Done. it. <laughs> Done. Done. You heard it oh here first. Oh my God, I think it'd be amazing. It's so funny because of my name. Everybody always says, they're like, are you, are you, 
are you on TV? Are you on TV? You know, because it just it rolls off the tongue, you know? Exactly. Um, but here, maybe we, make it, we can make that magic happen. Hey, we will make that magic happen. We, we are. The, it's already happening. Exactly. And then one of these days, Oprah will be like, so you guys worked at Cerner and then you did a uh, podcast <laughs> together and then this show just happened. And I'm like, and the show just Oprah, magically right. appeared. And, this, and now we have this multi-billion dollar personal development, but we- It's we already have, happening. Exactly. Done. Mm, it's done. It's done. Signed, sealed, it's and done. delivered. Get on board now. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you again. You're amazing. I'm thank so, you. so grateful to have you here. And uh, I can't wait for that TV show. I know. We got to get to work on that. <laughs> thank you from my everything for being here today. Your time is valuable. And I'm so beyond grateful that you were here with us for today's episode. Please subscribe so that you get updates on all the latest episodes, as well as hear about all the incredible upcoming guests we have lined up. Also would absolutely love for you to leave a review and let me know your thoughts, your feedback, your biggest takeaways, etc. Reviews help me and my growing team serve you even more. As always, sending you a big hug, love, energy, and an abundance of light. <laughs>